Hello, FitFam. You've got Laura here. This is episode number 13 of the Bikini Things podcast, and this is going to be a solo episode. I'm going to keep it brief. We'll keep it light, but I did want to talk about a topic that's been on my mind a lot lately, and I think there's also been some interest out there in the world. Uh, Before I really get into it and I announce what I'm talking about, if you haven't looked at the title of the episode, um, I guess you already know what I'm talking about, but... I had some audio issues and I finally feel like I've gotten a handhold on all the settings with my new microphone and setup and everything. And this weekend, I'm really stoked. I've got some time set aside to play around with video podcasting and getting a dry run of that. So that way I can eventually bring video podcasts to YouTube and not just the audio only. So I'm very, very excited about that. I'm still working with a lot of my favorite fit fam in Southern California to get new episodes set up, to get all that good stuff coordinated, things that you guys have told me you want to hear about. And then I have just met so many amazing people over these last couple of years being in fitness that I have all kinds of stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about, you know, stuff specific to competitors. I want to talk about starting your own business in fitness. I want to talk about um, (laughs) making decisions Um, what's right for you if if things are not right with your body and and fashion and lots of good stuff. So very excited to be bringing you guys new content. But the topic for today is going to be loneliness in bodybuilding or in competing. And this is something that I think a lot of people who compete experience regularly, unless you have just a very amazing um, support system around you. And some people have that and that's wonderful. But even then, bodybuilding and competing can be extremely isolating. And so I think from time to time, all of us feel like we have to isolate ourselves or we are isolated just because of our habits. Uh, The fact that so much of our social lives as people is determined or is centered around food and eating and celebration. And a lot of those things are things that you cannot do if you're very serious about bodybuilding or you're very serious about competing. So I wanted to talk about this idea of loneliness and some feedback I got just looking out there in the world on on what's out there, because not a lot of people have talked about this. Lauren Miller, who won the Miami National Show last year and turned pro, she posted a YouTube video not that long ago about loneliness. And I'd already kind of been thinking about this topic and I, I watched it. It was a great video. And it just kind of made me realize, you know what, this is a topic that a lot of people probably want to hear about. I experience this very regularly, and I'll share with you guys a little bit about just my life and and what that looks like and how I cope. Um, For me, I'm in a little bit of a unique circumstance because I did not grow up in Southern California. I got relocated out here about three years ago from the Midwest. And so for me, I still definitely feel like I'm building my network and my support system every single day, every single year. And and it's gotten a lot better over time. But beyond that, I have a very small family. And some people are blessed with very big, tight knit families that you can you can lean on. And I don't really have either of those things. You know, I'm not in the area I grew up in. A lot of my friends from college are spread out all over the country. My friends from grad school, same thing. They're spread out all all over the country. And, and so I kind of had to start over with a clean slate about three years ago, and, and I've made so many amazing friends, but I'll be honest, since I started competing, I have lost friends. I have spent what feels like every other Friday night in the gym working out by myself at like 8, 9, 10 o'clock when 
most people would be going out with their friends or would be going out on dates or spending time with their significant other and socializing. And I, on those particular evenings, a lot of times they're actually good workouts because I'm in kind of an emotional headspace and and kind of feeling like woe is me. And usually I'm able to take that emotion and that energy and channel it into the lifts or into the cardio or whatever I'm doing. But beyond that, I just wanted to share with you guys a lot of my tips because uh, for me, I've really noticed over the last year or so, um, I lived by myself for about a year and that was great. I'd actually never done that before, but especially near the end of my lease at the the apartment I had, I started feeling extremely lonely and extremely isolated. And so I kind of realized I need to needed to make some changes in my life. So I'm going to share with you guys my, I've got about seven tips. So we'll go through all seven sort of tips, strategies to help minimize this feeling of isolation and loneliness that can be very easy to experience as a competitor. So the first tip, a lot of these are going to sound obvious, but I'll try to give some context to why they're important to me or why they work. The first one is keep busy. And this may seem extremely obvious or not even worth discussing because most competitors are busy people. But what I mean by keep busy, it's not just fill your day. It's fill up your life with things that you like to do. Even if you are lonely, even if you know you don't have a ton of friends or your friends don't really understand why you compete, fill up your life with things you love to do. And granted, all of us have to go to work we have to pay the bills, we have responsibilities. So a certain amount of your time will be devoted to things that maybe you're not 100% in love with. And that's okay. But really just filling up your days. um, You know, if your weekends or like your Sundays are days where you may feel a little bit more alone or just kind of isolated, find things to do that you enjoy outside of the gym. So even if you're, even if you've got a couple hours where you've got to be in the gym every single day, if your weekends, the rest of that time is downtime or errands or things like that, I would really encourage you to seek out things that you want to do, things that you want to try and, and fill up your schedule with that. I use a calendar. I strongly encourage anybody that competes to use a calendar because it will ensure you're not missing workouts. It will ensure that you're getting your meal prep done. But beyond that, you know, there's some fun fitness expo or there's a show you want to go to or a concert or whatever it is, seek out those things and put them on your calendar. So you've got stuff to look forward to. And in your downtime, you're spending your time doing things that you enjoy as much as possible. And also with this this one, keeping busy, I really encourage people to get outside of their comfort zone. So we all can tend to stay in our little comfort bubble. And as competitors, I think we tend to be high maintenance people for the most part, uh, even if we're very mellow or low key, just the amount of attention and detail and specificity that goes into your eating and your workouts, we tend to be a little high maintenance. And so it can be very easy to get trapped in this idea that, uh, you know, everything needs to be 100% under your control all the time, or you're not okay. And I really want to challenge people on that. Um, When I'm prepping, I really try to make an effort to 
still be social with my friends, still say yes to things and not let food or, or whatever be an excuse. But beyond that, I would say in the last year or so, I've had a big, not personality change, but just a big mindset and change in my habits and how I interact with people because I kind of realized once I was living by myself and, and as I've progressed in my career, I need to be a more open person. I used to be kind of introverted, a little bit closed off. And I also think I used to have a pretty negative mindset in general. Like I tended to expect the worst out of people. And that, you know, that says a lot about, I don't know, me or just my upbringing or whatever. And and I kind of realized, you know what, this is not working for me or this is not going to, this is not going to give me the results that I want. Being closed off, being introverted, having negative thoughts all the time is not going to get me to where I want to be. And I need to really push myself to make some changes and over this last year, year and a half, I have made a ton of progress in terms of how outgoing I am. I actually even consider myself more of an extrovert than I used to be. I don't, I don't know that I would consider myself, you know, on the very end of the spectrum, 100% extrovert, but I'm definitely more extroverted than I used to be. I enjoy interacting with new people. I enjoy talking to strangers, making connections randomly, I enjoy that. And some of my training clients, uh, friendships, opportunities have come out of me just starting a conversation with a stranger. Uh, one of my one of my clients I had at my, my old apartment complex, just by striking up a conversation with her in the elevator one day, you know, she committed to about three to six months of training with me. And it was never would have happened if I hadn't just said, hey, how are you? Or, you know, made a comment about uh, her little grocery cart that she had with her in the elevator. So I really, really encourage competitors to try to push yourself outside of your comfort zone and seek out experiences or things that you may have never done before. Like if you've never traveled internationally, that's a huge life-changing experience. And I've done a ton of that, um, not as much recently in the last couple of years, but I did a ton of that in college, in grad school, and I would look for any opportunity to do that. And it's it's still something that's heavily on my mind. So I'm really hoping that by the end of 2018, I've got a big trip planned because things like that, they're, they're eye opening and they just, they open your heart, they open your mind to experiences you never thought you would have had before. And just seeing different cultures, different ways of life, different perspectives, it really gets you out of your own bubble, gets you out of your own problems, gets you out of your own head. Um, so even if it's not something as extreme as traveling abroad, trying something different, going to a music festival or doing something your friend suggests, like going camping or, um, you know, really anything like going to going to see stand up, going to see, um, you know, professional sports, just like some stuff you've never done before, maybe like just really push yourself to get a little bit uncomfortable uh, a couple of years ago at work, I decided to, I wanted to really, I really, really wanted to try fantasy football and I gave it, uh, my best effort. I spent time researching players and drafting the people I wanted and I kind of had mixed results, but it was fun as hell. And I had no idea what I was doing, but it was a really fun experience. And I'm constantly looking for opportunities like that. Or can I give a presentation at work where I'm speaking in front of the entire group and I'm going to feel a little uncomfortable but in the end, if I do a good job, I'm going to feel amazing and I'm going to feel like I accomplished something. 
So whatever it is that <laughs> maybe makes your skin crawl, seek out stuff like that and, and do it. And it'll, it'll bring you so much gratification when it's done. And it'll bring you closer to your friends too, especially if there are things that they like to do, but maybe you haven't been as open to do in the past. So keep busy is that first tip. And then the second one, this is sort of related to keeping busy, but do the things that you love and that make you feel good as much as you can. We all have that time in the gym that we've got to get in, the meal prep. You've got to pay the bills, got to go to work. But beyond that, what really makes you feel good and warms your heart? Make a list of those things and then try to spend more time doing stuff like that. Uh, For me, being outside is a really big one. I notice that my mood and how I'm feeling about life and, and everything is highly, highly impacted by how much time I'm spending outdoors. So if I can get a couple hours at the beach because I am very blessed and and live in Southern California, not too far from the ocean, I'll go do that. Even if I just go there and take a nap or I just jump in the water for a minute or two, there's something for me about being in nature. And I think for most people that it's just really healthy for your mental state and your well-being to get outside. So whatever you can do, I really, really encourage you to to do things that you love. I also will do a 10-minute walk at lunch. Uh, Mark Bell and Lauren Conlin are constantly promoting that idea, or they were constantly promoting that idea about a year ago. And for me, if I'm feeling really stressed during my workday, and I've worked through lunch, I'll still take 10 minutes because I can, I can spare 10 minutes, you know, who, who really cannot spare 10 minutes. It's, it's a little ridiculous unless you've got, you know, out of town or back to back meetings. I'll spend 10 minutes and I'll walk down the street in front of my office and come back. And immediately I just feel better. I feel like, okay, I got some fresh air. I got some sun on my face and mentally I just feel a little bit more relaxed. So even simple things like that can make a really, really big difference. And for me beyond the outdoor time, some things that I personally love to do, you know, these aren't for everyone, uh, guys out there, you may not <laughs> relate to these, but I love getting um, my nails or my hair done or, or getting a massage. Those things are very relaxing for me uh, and they just make you feel good about yourself. You can also go to trendy coffee shops or museums like coffee. <laughs> coffee shops are a great thing because coffee is essentially no calories. It's very prep friendly and and so that's can be a fun thing to do you can go there and work or read or just chill out with your friends you can also spend time watching movies or tv that you really love just relaxing and and beyond that you know maybe reward yourself with things that are not food items so uh for me something that i enjoy when it makes sense with my budget is i love shopping so um i do online shop but there's nothing more enjoyable when you are in a financially good place than just going to the mall, just browsing and just buying stuff that you like. I don't do that as much as I used to, but uh, that's definitely something very enjoyable for me. So I kind of know that and I'll, I'll plan it out. Like if I've been really on top of my budget and saving lots of money every single month, I'll plan out a trip where it's like, okay, I've been wanting to get certain things let me just spend an afternoon. Let me book an afternoon one weekend and go do this because it's something I'm going to really enjoy. And I can do that alone. Like I don't need to be with friends to go shopping. <laughs> For me, the mall is just um, 
gratifying enough. So really think about those things that make you feel good. You know, if your guy is at, you know, spending your entire Sunday watching football, I had plenty of friends in grad school. I had roommates in grad school that would spend their entire weekends watching college and NFL football. And they love that. Uh, made them super happy. So just think about like, what are those things outside of the gym that you can spend time doing that will make you feel good, will make you feel a little bit less isolated and lonely. And beyond that, uh, my next tip is plan the things with the important people in your life, like schedule the time with the important people, with the people you love hanging out with. And and a little note here is I would also highly recommend letting go of any toxic friendships. Unfortunately, I think a lot of us have these these type of friendships these days. It's I think just um, social media, the way we interact with one another has changed rapidly in the last decade or so. And and I'm not the only one. I think a lot of my girlfriends have what they would consider a toxic friendship or a friendship that's just not in a healthy state. And, um, and those can be kind of draining. So the people that you just light up hanging out with, those are the people you want to make sure you're spending time with, regardless of how busy you both may be. Um, and and before I go into that, I do want to just spend a little bit more time talking about toxic friendships because they can be mentally, very draining and they can do a lot more to your psyche than you realize. And I heard a pretty good definition of this recently. So toxic friendship would be any friendship where uh, something good happens to you and you question whether that person would actually be happy for you. So if you're questioning if that person is actually happy and excited for you, that is a toxic friendship and you should really consider letting it go. Uh, It's not always that easy, but uh, for me, I've had some people in my life that I've just kind of stopped pursuing interaction with and and that's all it really took because I recognize that I don't know where I stand with them. I don't know if I'm actually their friend. Uh, I I can be as giving and as loving as I want to be. But if if I can't tell where I stand with them, if I can't tell if they're actually happy for me, I need to let it go, regardless of whether I want that friendship or not. It's not healthy because it's not necessarily a two-way street. So as much as you can let go of those toxic friendships and really hold on and embrace the people that bring you joy in your life, I cannot, (laughs) cannot recommend that enough. I have certain girlfriends that are extremely busy, but I will always, always, always make time for them because I feel so good when I'm with them. And, and whether it's a week or three weeks since we've seen each other, when we, when we do hang out, it's like no time has passed. We're able to catch up with each other's, what's going on with each other's lives. And and we're able to talk and, and have a conversation on, on a deeper level. It's not just a shallow friendship of like, oh, hey, how was work this week? Um, you know, it's we talk about ideas and goals and, and big picture things. And, um, and those are the people that I love hanging out with. So whether or not I can see them all the time, to me, it doesn't matter. As long as I'm putting in the effort to make sure that it's happening. So even if I have to schedule time with a girlfriend in three weeks, I'm happy to do that. It gives me something to look forward to. And my girlfriends that I know and love are very uh, not flaky. 
and I know we'll see each other. Like if it's on the, if it's on the books, it's going to happen. Um, my girlfriends that compete are some of the most organized and on top of their shit (laughs) women that I've ever met. So that's, that's something I recommend. Like identify those people in your life that really bring you a lot of joy and schedule the time to see them, like make that a big priority because that's, what's going to just warm your heart and help prevent some of these feelings of like, oh, I'm so alone or I'm isolated because those people spending that time with them, even if it's not as often as you would like, it's going to bring you a lot of happiness. And beyond that, uh, just a general note in, in friendships and something that I try to put into practice as much as possible is when I'm interacting with people, I, I talk to them about them. Like people, people enjoy talking about themselves and you're gonna attract and keep friends in a, in a much, um, or you're much more likely to be successful attracting and keeping friends if you're giving off an energy that people respond to and people love talking about themselves. So pay attention to the feelings, their needs. When you're in a conversation with someone, listen to the words and and take that in and ask them follow-up questions that are open-ended because there's nothing worse than feeling like you're having a conversation with someone that's just waiting for you to stop talking before they can say what they want to say. Uh, I've had... I guess friendships like that in the past, I've had working relationships and it doesn't feel good. I think probably all of us have at least one person in our life where you interact with them and they are literally just waiting for you to stop talking so they can say their piece. And all they're thinking about when you're talking is what they're going to say next. So really when you're with people, talk to them about them. Ask them what's going on with their life. Ask how they're feeling about things. You know, they tell you work is a is really busy or they're getting a promotion, like ask them how they feel about that. Um, Everyone, everyone has something in their life that um, weighs heavily on their minds and just really showing that you genuinely care about them is much more likely to bring you the friendships and help keep the friendships that you want and that are going to help you feel like you've got a solid support system and like you're not so lonely. Okay, so Moving on to number four, my fourth tip for handling loneliness and bodybuilding is revisiting your goals frequently. Uh, I try to do this, um, I'd say maybe monthly, monthly, I'm kind of benchmarking my progress and, and in general, doesn't mean I'm not paying attention or, or whatnot more frequently than that, but really, truly revisiting your goals Um, thinking about what you're trying to achieve. And that can be with your physique and prep that can be in work in life. And one of the things I try to do to deal with loneliness is I do keep myself very busy and I have a lot of different things I'm pursuing. I'm very focused on my work life. Uh, this podcast was a goal of mine and I want to keep building it and growing it. And, and I'm also very focused on competing. I want to do well and I know it's going to take me time, but I'm highly invested in it. So I have lots of different goals that I'm paying attention to. And so even if you're lonely or you feel like you are just constantly working or you're constantly at work or at the gym, you have no time for yourself. Maybe you don't have enough time with your significant other. Maybe you wish you had a significant other, but you don't. 
benchmarking the progress and just really working and trying to drive at opportunities and seeing progress is going to help make all of the sacrifices and the loneliness and the Friday night gym sessions that much more gratifying. So by paying attention to what you want most, your goals, think about the things that you want most deeply in your heart and be real with yourself. And I would say write your goals down too. If you're not already doing that, write your goals down because that makes them real. If you're just saying them or you're just thinking them in your head, they're not real yet until you write it down on paper. So write those goals down. And by watching yourself make baby steps or make progress in whatever form that takes, it's going to make it that much easier to accept that, okay, this difficulty or this trying time in my life or this period of my life where I feel like I am lonely and I am just constantly working you've got to you've got to celebrate the little successes and the progress because that's what will motivate you and help make you feel better about all the work that you're putting in so that's that's really a big one um i kind of use it to fuel fuel the fire a little bit like i said i've spent a lot of friday nights at the gym by myself feeling lonely feeling sad to be honest but what I, what usually ends up happening is the first five or 10 minutes I'm there and I'm like, fuck, I'm at the gym at Friday night again. I wish I had a boyfriend. Um, I wish I wasn't all alone. And, and usually <laughs> I'll start warming up and I'll kind of say, you know what? Screw this. I'm not here to feel sorry for myself. I'm here to get a workout in. I'm, I'm here on a Friday night because I want to be better and I want to be better than others. I want to, I want to win at my show, at life, I want to win in every way possible. And by putting in work when everyone else is relaxing, I'm going to get there. And so that's what motivates me. And so a lot of times what ends up is I have a, a great workout because I make, a, I make a decision about five, 10 minutes in to say, suck it up. Don't feel sorry for yourself. You're here to work and you're working for a reason. So, so put in the work don't complain about it. This is not a pity party. Um, and so sometimes, you know, giving yourself a little bit of tough love, I think can be, can be a good answer too. And, and so celebrating the little successes, the little victories where you can is going to make you feel that much better. Like you've been crushing it at the gym, whether you're there by yourself on Friday night or after work on the weekdays or whatever time you start to see some progress and maybe some of your weak areas, you're going to feel a lot better about all that extra work and that extra time spent at the gym. So that was number four, revisiting your goals. My next tip is to make fitness friends if you don't already have them. And <laughs> I, I feel very lucky that I do have a lot of fitness friends. Um, for me, one of the factors that uh, plays into my loneliness personally is that I always want to be hanging out with my fitness friends uh, more than I usually am. We're all very busy. Uh, I love them all to death. I've, I've made a lot of truly amazing friendships over the last two years because of competing. Like at this point, my best girlfriends pretty much all compete and, and they're amazing people and amazing women, but I just, I wish I could see them more. I wish we could hang out like 24 seven, but that's okay. Um, so 
how to make fitness friends if if you don't already have that as a support system or you're single, um, like myself, there are ways that you can sort of build this support system around you so that you don't feel so lonely. And, and the first thing I would suggest, uh, like I said, where I kind of had a turning point where I realized I needed to be less closed off, less introverted. I needed to be okay just talking with people in any environment. A lot of that actually came from confidence I got from being in the gym. And, and after my first show, I just kind of had a lot more confidence than I ever had because when I was first prepping for that initial show, there was a little bit of a question in the back of my mind of, can I actually do this? Can I actually prep? Can I actually exercise and diet myself all the way down to stage leanness without cheating on my diet, without quitting? Can I actually do it? And once you do a show, I just think it it gives you this sense of accomplishment and achievement that is really hard to get in any other way because it's such it's such a formidable challenge to take on. And once you've done it, it kind of makes you think, you know, what are all of these things in my life that I've told myself forever I can't do? Because you probably told yourself, oh, I can't compete at some point. I can't do that. That's too hard. And once you do that, it just makes you question all of these other negative thoughts or, <laughs> or excuses and stuff that you've given yourself. And so after that first show, I felt a lot more confident just to start talking with random people at the gym. And so it started there. So I would kind of just make conversations with people. I felt a lot more confident in myself and my abilities and how I looked physically. And so it started there. And I think it just kind of permeated into a lot of areas of my life at work, um, just out in the world. I got a lot more friendly with strangers than I ever had before. Like I'd crack jokes <laughs> at random, random times and places that normally I would have just kept my mouth shut. And so by just being friendly and being outgoing, you'll, you'll make more connections. And the biggest, the biggest way I would recommend trying to make friends that are into fitness is get to know the people at your gym, especially if you're there at a consistent time during the day or during the week, like mornings or evenings or weekend mornings, uh, lunch hour, whatever it is, survey the people who are there and kind of get to know them a little bit. Say hi to them. That's that's the very first step. Say hi to them. Ask them what they're working on. You know, if they're, they're lifting weights, you're lifting, ask them what they're working on. Ask them what their goals are. People, like I said, people love to talk about themselves. So make friends. And And even if you don't have any friends that you work out with, or anything, you can kind of build a social support system in your gym just by saying hi to people regularly. And, and over time, you'll get to know them. For me, I have a, a 24-hour fitness that I've gone to for about the last two years consistently in the mornings. And and I'm kind of at a point where, unfortunately, the something about the location or the scenery or the people uh, do not captivate me as much as they once used to. So I've kind of gotten sick of it. But when I was lifting by myself and I was training by myself a lot, by getting to know the morning crew there, I really felt like I had this social support system at the gym and everyone knew I was competing and I had people rooting for me and asking me about my show and when it was and asked me what I was doing with my diet and workouts. And it just made me feel very connected to 
that community there. It made me feel like I had a community, which was awesome. And it, it also helped keep me more accountable, I think, because if I switched up my routine or my workouts or heaven forbid, I skipped a day, you can best believe I'd come in the next morning and they'd be like, hey, Laura, uh, where were you yesterday? You uh, you skip, you do this. And I, you know, if I hadn't skipped, if I'd just gone somewhere else, I'd have to explain. And, and it was a way of helping me stay accountable too. So I just, I don't think uh, there's any better way to start off with to make fitness friends and just taking a peek at who else is at your gym and being a little bit friendly and, and start small, especially if you're a shy person, but but you'll make friends if, if you just, you know, start out with a high and, and go from there because some people don't like to be disturbed when they're working out, but you build those relationships, you smile at people and before you know it, you know them really well, they're friends, you're friends, you're hanging out with them outside of the gym. So I, I definitely recommend doing that. Like one of my best friends, Allie, who was on a previous episode, we met doing cardio at that 24-hour location at about 5 a.m. in the morning. And after a while, we would just kind of check each other out. And we're both thinking, hey, you're here really early. I'm here really early. We're both doing tons of cardio. Are you competing? And and we just started chit-chatting while we were doing our, our cardio on the incline treadmill. And she told me that she was a physique competitor and I was telling her about how I competed at or I was going to compete in bikini for the first time and you know that was two years ago and and now we traveled expos together we went to Olympia last minute together we decided to go to the Arnold last year and and I love her and she's an amazing friend and that was just from being a little bit friendly and, and not being afraid to say hi to someone at the gym but beyond just your own gym you can also connect with people on social media especially in your local area. I think uh, the explore page is a good way to find those people or you follow your friends, you get to know your friends at the gym, you follow them, you'll see who their friends are, who they're working out with, who they're tagging pictures with, and and you can become friends with their friends. And that's, that's another thing um, that I use. I kind of see social media as a necessary evil. I don't love it. I think there, <laughs> there are a lot of negative side effects on our psyche and psychology and how we interact as people. But I do see it as a great way to connect and to market things. And so one of those benefits is that you can connect with people that you may never have found out about or never heard about were you not using Instagram or Facebook or something like that. So I definitely encourage you to be social on social media. Uh, you see your friend with another friend, comment on the picture, compliment them. Simple things. You can always send messages, like I'll send messages to girls. It's, you know, it may feel weird, like you're trying to like ask a, ask a girl out or, or <laughs> pick up on a friend or something, but or sliding into the DM. But people are friendly and, and I think you'd be surprised if you just push yourself a little bit again, getting outside of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to say hi to people. What's the worst that can happen is they don't respond or they don't respond in a way way you don't like. But if you're friendly and you're just supportive and full of compliments and, and things like that, people are going to want to interact with you. So that's another great way is using social media, leveraging that as a tool to make more connections, to make more friendships. And, and finally, the last one is going to sound obvious or, or maybe like, you won't get as much out of it as you thought, but going to events, going to bodybuilding shows, going to expos where you can meet people and get more motivation for me, it's super satisfying. 
I love going to expos. I love going to shows, anything like that. Any type of like fitness event, um, I'm there. And most of that I'm, I am posting on my social media. So you guys <laughs> see what I'm up to and you already know. But for me, those things provide me number one, so, so much motivation. Like I can't even tell you how jacked up I feel after, uh, an expo weekend or something. Like when I went to Olympia last year, I was on prep. I was about six weeks out roughly. Um, I was looking great. I was feeling great. And, and I got to meet people that I looked up to forever. I got, um, familiar with a bunch of like supplement brands and clothing brands and things that I'd never heard of before. I got to watch bikini prejudging. Like I just felt so jacked up. Um, we went and worked out at city athletic club the whole weekend, which is an awesome gym. Um, and, and sort of known as a little bit of a bodybuilding gym that weekend, they had a super training league event there and it was just freaking incredible. Like I had some awesome workouts. I was there with Allie and another friend and it was just amazing. Like after that weekend, I felt just so, so excited. Like I was (laughs) just bouncing in my chair wherever I was for like a week after going to Olympia because it was just it was just incredible. Like meeting someone, I got to meet Erin Stern who won Miss Figure Olympia twice. And she is one of the original athletes that I looked up to when I was first learning about competing. I mean, her, her body and her physique is number one, incredible, but she just seemed really genuine. And and I did her bodybuilding.com trainer about four years ago and, and it's a month long and I saw results from it. And it really was at the point when I was still new to lifting and it was a bunch of supersets and a little bit of plyo and it just kicked my ass and and I saw results from only like four weeks and I was like this is amazing so in my mind she was one of those people I really looked up to and I got to meet her and and talk with her and I just got so excited from that and these expos are full of pretty much anyone who's anyone in the fitness community most people will really make a point to go to those big expos like the LA Fit Expo the Arnold, the Olympia, those type of things. So when you can, going to those just provides like a ton of motivation. You can meet people. Um, When I can, I try to work, work boosts if I'm affiliated with a supplement brand or something like that. That's also a great way to meet people because you meet the people you're working with. So I worked with Dobar Donuts at the Arnold and, and that was super fun. And I still stay in contact with some of the people I worked with at the booth and it was a great time and and even though I wasn't walking the floor of the expo which I was cool with because I was not prepared for how crazy the Arnold was it was still an amazing experience so I just encourage you just to get out there and and doing all these things will make you feel less alone as a competitor like when you see that hey, I'm not the only one who's carrying all of my meals around with me or I'm not the only one who has a gallon jug of water and is tired and doesn't want to go to the club, <laughs> like you're going to just feel like you're connected and like you're a part of a bigger community. And and that's really what can be also very helpful if you're experiencing loneliness as a competitor, as a bodybuilder. It just, it makes you realize like I'm not the only crazy person out there in the world who does this. There are hundreds and thousands of people that all do this. And maybe you make a friend or two at something like that or somebody you stay in touch with. And it's just a reminder that you aren't on, you aren't all by yourself. There are plenty of people out there that do this too and and have the same goals as you and have the same struggles. 
and sometimes that's all you need to just feel a little bit better. All right, so we are almost, almost to the end. I've got two more tips for you guys. My next tip, number six, is pay attention to what makes you feel good and what makes you feel really low. Um, I'll share a couple of mine. For me, one thing that makes me feel pretty low or I just kind of have to keep a pulse on is spending too much time on social media. Um, Instagram, especially I love Instagram, but, um, I also find that when I'm feeling really crummy about myself, I've probably spent too much time looking at it. So I do try to post frequently. I do try to share as much as I can because, um, I recognize that I, I can use it as a marketing tool for my training and nutrition coaching and all that good stuff. But Uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And a lot of times we go on Instagram and we look at other people's pictures or we go on Facebook, we look at pictures and, and really Instagram, Facebook, all of that. It's just everybody's highlight reel. Everybody's doing their best to find their best pictures, to find their most exciting moments and to present the very best possible versions of their lives. So it's a highlight reel. That's, that's truly what it is. And so when you spend all this time looking at it and comparing what you're doing to other people, it just can really make you feel crummy. And for me, I know that. And, and I have learned to identify and question some of these thoughts as I'm having them. But that doesn't mean that I still don't feel some days like, man, I just feel so bad about myself. Like, why do I feel like I'm so ugly? Or why do I feel like I'm, you know, I haven't made any progress in the last two years or like, you know, I'm stuck in a rut. Why do I feel like that? And I'll think about it and I'm like, man, you know what? I spent a bunch of time looking at a bunch of fitness models, (laughs) pictures on Instagram, and I shouldn't have done that because that made me feel crummy for no reason. Like you're awesome. You're great. Let that stuff go. And so I have gotten better about identifying all of those thoughts, but it still makes me feel bad if I do it. So I've got to, in general, I, I try to do a pretty good job of sort of sharing and putting out there and responding to questions. But I try not to spend a ton of time looking at other things or looking at things that are just going to make me feel um, a way I don't want to. Um, another thing <laughs> that can make me feel crummy is um, investing too much mental energy right now into dating. Um, This is an area of my life that I've shared a little bit about, and I've just found it very difficult as a competitor to find someone that is right for me here in Southern California. I think number one, the people here are a little bit different. Um, It's a more superficial, um, flaky, self-obsessed type of culture. And that's not to say that there aren't wonderful people here, but I've had a really hard time just meeting someone that's reliable and genuine and treats people well. I think that's, that's another thing is just a lot of this swiping apps and these dating apps, they teach you to treat people like they're disposable. And at times I'm probably guilty of the same. I'm probably guilty of being a little bit inconsiderate. Um, but yeah, it's it's one thing where if I if I get into this 
headspace of like, oh, I'm lonely. I really wish I had someone and I'm spending all this energy and, and mental energy on it. It makes me feel crummy. It really, really makes me feel crummy. And, and one thing that I will do to get myself out of that headspace is I'll remind myself, you know, it's like, what, what if I meet the person I'm supposed to be dating two years from now? What if I meet them five years from now? You know, granted, I'll be like 35 and, and that sounds old, it sounds old in my head, but it's like, no, it's, it's not. You're, <laughs> you're, uh, you're projecting all of that. Like it, it doesn't matter if I meet the person I'm supposed to be with in two years, I've come so far in two years. I can't even like, I can a little bit, but I can hardly imagine how I will be two years from now, um, where I will be at in my work and professional life in my career. I can, you know, I have ideas and goals where I'll be with my physique and competing and opportunities and things I'm working on. It's going to be like a, a totally different life at that point, because I look back two years, it was a completely different life. It was a completely different Laura. I broke out of a lot of things that were not working for me. I started competing for the first time and in, in less than two years, I've come a really long way. So what, what I really try to do is remind myself, it's like, okay, you have a sign, having a significant other or not is not going to make you feel any less lonely when people are dating someone and they're not super supportive. That's probably worse. If you're dating someone and they're ordering takeout or they're tempting you with food, you probably feel even more alone because you feel trapped with this person who's not truly being supportive and understanding and responsive to your needs so for me reminding myself all of those things like you're good as you are you don't need anyone else you don't need any other stuff just focus on you is something that makes me feel a lot better um and and kind of going back to the things that do make me feel good like getting enough time outside getting some unplanned downtime which i have a hard time with because i tend to i tend to enjoy work and i tend to do a lot and so I kind of have to schedule my downtime, but things like that, those make me feel really good. Spending time with friends, um, getting a little bit of time just to like chill and and read a book, all that stuff makes me feel really, really good. Um, You know, having enough free time on weekends, not feeling like I'm rushing from one thing to the next, that makes me feel a lot better. And just, I, I look for opportunities and things that I get excited about. So If I'm going to an expo or an event on a Saturday, it makes Friday night that much easier to just be okay with, you know what, I'm going to hang up by myself. I'm going to watch a TV show that I like, or I'm going to go get in a great workout. And then I'm just going to chill because Saturday is going to be such an awesome jam-packed day. And really using that like positive self-talk and and those things that you're excited about doing, that's going to help a lot with loneliness. So I really just encourage you to, whether it's on paper or in your head, make note of the things that make you feel good and the things that make you feel low. And, and when you're feeling one way or another, pay attention to that and, and store that information away. So when you are feeling down, you can think about why, like, why am I feeling lonely? Why am I feeling bad? Is there something I've done where I've set myself up to feel this way? You know, am I messaging 10 different guys on Tinder and I just feel exhausted and frustrated. Maybe put, maybe put the phone down and just call it a day, you know, or are you spending too much time on social media and you just feel crummy? 
you know, put it down, relax. You don't need that. You're better than that. So that was tip number six. And finally, (laughs) my last, my last tip for loneliness and bodybuilding is one that um, may sound obvious, but I think it's a great solution if, if this is right for you, but getting a pet can be amazing and can make you feel a lot less lonely. Uh, I had kind of joint custody of a pug that I'm obsessed with, with an ex. So I think this weekend, it's a three day weekend. I'm going to try to try to get a little time with him. He's a little, he's a little black pug and he is so cute. And he's a little meatball and, and just having a pet, like a cat or a dog or whatever, whatever you like, it's just, it's like somebody to come home to. So if you don't have a lot of, you know, you don't live with family, you don't have a significant other, you don't have roommates, you're feeling lonely, you know, that pet is going to cuddle up with you at night and they're going to keep you company. So it sounds silly. It sounds like, um, you know, classic single girl move when you go through a breakup or something. But if you've got the time and the budget to take care of one, get a freaking pet. They'll make you, they'll probably make you super happy. Whether, you know, if you're a cat person, get a cat, dog, whatever. It's a, it's a great thing. And, and studies show that even just having a plant or a pet, pets are obviously better. It lowers your blood pressure. It psychologically makes you feel better. It makes you on average, a little healthier mentally. So so that's a, a, a great idea if it makes sense for your life. Granted, competitors' lives can be very, um, very demanding and very overscheduled and, and competing is not a cheap hobby. But if you can make that work for you, I strongly encourage getting a pet. And if I have a good picture, I will put up a put up a pic of my pug puddles. He's he's a cutie and his eyeballs are super googly and just hanging out with him and playing with him makes me so happy. I can't even explain. So the times where I do get to hang out with him, because to be honest, I'm busy enough where I would not do a good job taking care of him full time. The times that I do make for him and I do get to hang out with him, um, are so fun and, and I love it. So that's something I could do for me too. When, when I'm feeling a little low or down, I could make more time to, to hang out with him and see him when I can. All right. So we made it through all seven tips, fit fam. You guys did it. These are my tips. These are my strategies. And, and beyond everything I've talked about today, you are not alone. Like loneliness is something that everyone who competes deals with, whether you're single in a relationship, whether you have a big family, a little family, we all, all of us at times feel isolated or feel alone. So I just wanted to tell you guys that like, if you're feeling alone, you're feeling down, you are not the only one. We all go through it. Bodybuilding is a very mentally tough sport, not just to get through the workouts and the diet, but to deal with all of these psychological aspects of it. So if you guys are struggling with this, feel free to hit me up on social media. I would love to talk more. Um, I'm happy to answer questions and I hope that you guys got something out of this today, even if it's just Laura gets lonely too. (laughs) Other competitors, other bikini chicks get lonely too. It's part of it. And it's not talked about a lot. So if that's, if that's all I accomplished, I'm happy with that. I've got some awesome interviews coming up. And so don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, go follow bikini underscore things on Instagram, and I will catch up with you guys soon. 
Have an amazing day.